Hello everyone, you're welcome back to another exciting episode of Black K. Remember what Black K is for? A channel where we talk about self-improvement. And on today's episode, we're going to be talking about something very, you know, enlightening, mind-blowing and interesting. And with that being said, we'll get into what today's episode is about. Hello everyone, you're welcome back to Black K and on today's episode, as the season goes as we've already planned, we have a we have an exclusive interview with Lola Classic. And she has been on the show before, but she has not talked about things she's about to talk about again. And our previous episode where we've had Lola Classic on has been doing pretty well. It has been one of our top performing episodes. So, of course, we are bringing her back again. And according to popular demand, so she's here again. And I'm just going to reintroduce Lola Classic to you guys. So, Lola Classic is an entrepreneur, a presenter, a writer, and a lot, lot more. But I will not be the one to say that. I will allow Lola Classic to do the introduction by herself. So, let's go. Welcome on the show, Lola Classic. Hello. Hi. So, we are glad to have you back on the show. I'm glad to be here again. It's always a pleasure. Okay. So, um, Lola Classic would like to you to, like, you know, in- reintroduce yourself. I might have not introduced you the way you are supposed to be introduced. So... <laughs> Okay, yeah. I get it. Um, I am Lola Classic. I am the creative director of Lola Classic Craft, a handmade beach store. I create beautiful and unique pieces for stylish folks. <laughs> and I am a broadcast journalist. Yes, I also have a podcast and I also present. Plus, I'm an actress too. Hmm. Yes, I act. I've been featured in a couple of movies. And... Let me just say, I do a lot of things, though. So let me just say this last one. I'm also, like, a humanitarian. I volunteer for um, organizations, organizations that helps, um, how, how would I say the word, helps tackle poverty and mal- malnutrition in Nigeria. So those are things I do majorly. I do a lot of things. Those are the major things. Yeah. Okay. So as you've heard, she does a lot of things. And she's she's a youth just like us. And you remember what this theme is. Youth inspiring youth. And the last classic is a 22-year-old. Meaning that you are not too young to start anything that you want to start. So... She's a 22-year-old and she has achieved a lot of things at this age. And I, I'd like to say, well, that's really, really, really impressive. Yeah, thank you. A lot of people tell me I've achieved a lot, but I feel like I've not achieved anything. No, it's, it's normal to feel that way. I like, feel like I have a lot and a lot of things to achieve and a lot of lives to impact. Okay, so um, Lala Kasik, what has it been like being a female entrepreneur in this country? Okay, so um, I don't want to even first of all say female. I'll say being an entrepreneur in Nigeria okay. of today is not actually an easy thing okay. uh, because of the way the country is. When I say the way the country is, the economic situation of the country. So it has not really been easy, but it has kind of been interesting. I'll say it's kind of interesting So because it makes you understand people. And it's it's a beautiful thing because you, you know that you are giving value to people. You understand. So now putting it in a female perspective. So as a female, being an entrepreneur, it has been nice too. It has been nice. It has been awesome. I never even knew I would become an entrepreneur. Like in my life, I never knew. But it just happened and boom. I, I would say uh, it has been happening it has been good so far. 
not too bad. And we keep pushing till we get to where we want to get to. Wow, that's very, 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 very impressive being a being an entrepreneur and not, you're not planning to be an entrepreneur and everything. Um, being an entrepreneur, what what is it you want people to see when they come across your product? Okay, so that question, I love it. And do you know why I love it? Why? Because she just asked me how, what is the expression of my product? And the thing is that when people see my product, what I want them to see is originality, something that is unique, something that is valuable. So that's just the generally. And me being someone that creates pieces, uh, my brand promotes body positivity. And yes, let them see that positivity. Like, okay, I can get this piece and I'm like, I like it comfortable. I'm comfortable with it on my skin. And I love the fact that when I wear them, I look elevated. Like, that's just it. Uniqueness, originality. Yeah, because that's what is always on my brand. Originality. Okay, to um young people out there that want to start a business and they don't know what to start and they are just confused. They don't even know if they can even run a business. Okay. I know many Nigerians right now, many young adults, many youths are in their shoes. They want to do something, but they don't know what to do. What would you What would you say to them? How would you advise them? Okay, so um, I w- I will not say I'm really big at big on advice because when you advise somebody, they will still get to do what they want to do. But I'll just give like a piece of my own experience. So I, um, me too, I'm that kind of person that literally did not know what I want to do. I wouldn't even say I 100% know what I want to do till now. But I did not know what I want to do. But it just came. The idea came to me. And I'm someone that loves to create. I don't, I don't like being part of something that has, that everybody has. In common, do you understand what I'm trying to say? Mm-hmm. So, for the fact that you create something, it gives you the avenue to be able to make something different, mm-hmm. something unusual, and which is really, really beautiful. So, just give yourself time. Like, give yourself time. You always know when it's time for you to like move. I feel like don't rush the process. If you um, if you are still trying to find your ground, what do I do? What do I start up? Just give yourself time and try to think of things that you like because I feel like you thrive in things that you like. Things that you like and you know there are possible ways that these things that I like can actually bring me money. So you start strategizing and then you start doing it. Yes. Okay, so what what's, what is something people misunderstand about you? Oh, okay. So first of all, I get misunderstood a lot, but I don't care because as long as I understand myself, mm. I don't need you to understand me. Because you can't, you can't understand me 100%. Because people always have their views and opinions about things that will not sit well with you. So, and you are like, you don't understand me. You don't, I don't crave for people to understand me. You don't need to understand me. As long as I understand what I'm doing, it's fine. So, um, being who I am, I get misunderstood a lot. Because I, I can be so different. I know that. I can be so weird. <laughs> and even my creative style, people are like, hmm, what she's trying to speak. Like, I, I get called a weirdo. A weirdo a lot. Mm. But I don't care. I like it when, when you don't understand me. <laughs> I like being weird. Because I feel like when you understand me, <laughs> I'm giving you too much. Like, <laughs> okay. So, you know, so I'm okay being misunderstood. Yeah. I mean, you're the first person that was like... Mm. 
like out of a lot of people that I've talked to that they are okay with being a weirdo. A lot of people are uncomfortable, like, oh people think I'm weird. Yeah, I should probably yeah like I said this. before. Like I said before, you don't you I, I like I said before, yes. I love creativity because it gives you the avenue to be able to be different. And the thing is that I don't like looking the same. I like things that are unusual. So for you, if someone is unusual, you grab, just know that they will always be misunderstood because you're not normal. Like the normal people, everybody, okay, they'll say this is the way you're supposed to be. And you're not like that. So there's no how you'll be misunderstood. And you have to be comfortable with being misunderstood or else you'll be fighting battles in in your mind. The society yeah. will never sit well with you. They'll like you they will always, no matter way. what you do, society will never say that you are hundred percent right. So when you start understanding that, you will know that it's okay to be misunderstood. Okay. And later on, if they start saying things in your point of view, they'll start liking what what they are seeing and start saying, "Okay, how do you do that?" You grab, and that's just it. Uh, so um, the, that that was really 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 insightful. So what is your um? What is your morning routine like as, you know, Lola Classic? Okay, so, I don't know why you asked me this question. <laughs> because, uh, I don't know how I will explain it. So, I don't know if it's life or creatives, but me as Lola Classic, I, I don't follow routines. So, I cannot tell you this is the specific morning routine that I follow. So, I can literally wake up in the morning, like, sometimes I sleep late because I'm trying to create something or I'm trying to, like, think extensively and I need to judge that sometimes I sleep around 2 1 a.m but it's I know it's not really a good thing you're supposed to sleep early and wake up so that you can be like strong but then I sleep late and I still wake up not too too early because mm-hmm. I'm not working for anyone like I work for myself yeah. so I and when I wake up it's just my mood sometimes I just let me just say one thing I know that is constant that I always do is to do my yoga that's okay. just it to do my yoga and it really helps me elevate my day. I'm always sometimes that yoga like this. I just want to eat and sleep. I'm always sometimes that yoga. I just want to start creating pieces. So I just follow the way the the hair leads me after. But if I have other things I know I need to do that day, I'm sure I get it done. Maybe I need to get to the market to get things to create and stuff like that. Again, as I said, my life is not based on routine. I'm not a routine person. So the thing is, I know I'm supposed to do this tomorrow. I get it done. And if I'm not doing it, I just enjoy the day. It's not every day you're supposed to do walk, 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 scatter your head. Sometimes just like relax and like breathe. Yeah. Okay, relax and breathe. So um, I would like to, everyone that comes on the show, I always ask them one question. I ask them, how do you deal with procrastination? Because that's one major problem a lot of young people, even adults face. Like they procrastinate. As a creative, as someone who creates content, creates products, like just a general creative, how do you deal with that? How do you get this done on then like? Okay, so I'll say procrastination. No one, no one, no one can say ah, ah I've never procrastinated before. I feel like everybody have a bit of procrastination in them. Like everybody have procrastination in them. It's just how they handle it. Like is it that it's very low? is very high so um how i do my own experience and how i deal with procrastination is when i was younger i could like procrastinate a lot but then as i think about it what do i gain if i do not do this thing now and what do i stand to lose if i if i do it later like if i don't do it now what do i gain if i do it now and what do i stand to lose if i do it now think about it so if i am supposed to post on my page this morning and then I'm procrastinating. And maybe I don't get to post throughout the day to the next day. What do I stand to lose? I start to, I, 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 what I think about, I stand to lose a potential customer that I've, I've literally seen that piece that will be online on that day. Mm. 
and then I don't get to post and then the customer doesn't get to see it. So I don't know who the customer might be. So I make sure when I think about what I stand to gain, it's more than what I what I don't want to <laughs> what I stand to lose you grab. So I get that thing done. So that's the way I always think. Okay, if I don't get this order done now, what do I stand to lose? Because the next minute I never, never can tell what I might be doing and then I don't get to follow up this order and then what happens to my brand because it's not follow like I didn't follow it up. Mm -hmm. So this has really been helping me de like deal with my procrastination. I'm someone that likes to get things done. So make sure you get it done. Sometimes you might want to relax, but when you give yourself time in, and this is one thing again that I used to think about, when I do this thing now, I've done it, my head will relax. But don't talk about procrastination. If you do not do it, it's inside your mind. Yeah. And you keep worrying that I've not done it, I've not done it. So why not just do it now and get it done with and just like move on with your life to the next thing. And it helps you fast forward your life actually. I feel like procrastination is you delaying yourself and dragging yourself back to the past. Mm -hmm. Yes, because you could have done that thing yesterday and you've not done it yesterday. And you are, you are here today and you have not still done it. So when will you get it done? Mm -hmm. So it's like you are like holding on to your past because that is supposed to have been done and you're moving on to the next thing. Yeah. Okay. Um, for, um, I've been watching your page now for a very long time and I've seen that you've been very consistent with how you run your business. I think your business is over two years now. Mm -hmm. um, how many years is it again? Two years. Okay, two years. And you've been there like there's no time you just went off and be like no i'm not doing this again or i'm not posting like it's it's there like consistent effort consistent um you know hard work everything coming all together and i think that something that we as a generation now we lack is consistency that yeah. if it's not giving if it's not showing results now and now we we just stop doing it even though in the long run that that thing is meant to show results. We just stop. So how do you stay consistent? Okay. So I feel like first of all, I'll say I feel like people that are not consistent and that cannot stay consistent is because they do not see the bigger picture in what they are doing. Mm. When you don't see like the bigger picture in what you are doing, you get tired. Like so, if you have something that you are going to you are doing, and you know, okay, in the next five years, in the next ten years, this is what I want to do. With it. I want to impact life. I want to have a bigger big big store. I want to be able to like like reach more target audience and serve the mass a lot of people in the mass like you understand you know that this is the bigger picture that keeps you going that keeps you being consistent because you need to be consistent to be able to get that thing done mm. that bigger picture that you want so m most dreams dies like dies because they they don't see the bigger picture at all they just like this thing yes i like it it's giving me money i like it and then they start doing it and then when it now gets to the difficult time they're like whoa I'm done with this. I'm not more interested. I don't think I can continue. It's because there's no v there's no there's no like a strong vision that is really pushing you. Mm. So how I deal with consistency is because the vision I have for my business is the vision I have for my life. This is what I want, and I know that okay, if we what I am, I could help a lot of souls. I could help, like I said before, like I'm I'm a humanitarian. Mm. So like I could help a lot of souls. Do you know how many lives that needs to be uplifted that depends on me? succeeding mm -hmm. so if i don't succeed what's going to happen to those lives people, yeah if i don't yes how am i going to change those people's people lives it's just way beyond selling the pieces there's life like this can be opportunity that will change because me learning it when i was younger i would still say god bless the person i learned it from even though i paid for it mm -hmm. but it does not like i paid for it i'm doing this business i've gotten like more than what i paid for yeah she has impacted that into my life and that has been changing my life mm -hmm. So look at other people that I could change their lives just like 
the way mine was changed. Yeah. So when you see the bigger picture of what you do, mm. it makes you to be consistent. I need to be online. I need to meet other businesses. I need to do this. I need to be seen. That's just it. Why I consistently post it in my picture? Because I need to be seen. I need to be seen. And I have to be seen. Okay. I want it very bad. So I would do it very aggressively. aggressively. Yes. So you want it very bad. You have to do it very very aggressively. So you talked about being an humanitarian. Me being an humanitarian myself, when I see your post, I'm just like, I'm inspired to do more. Like, it keeps you on my tools. Like, I saw one of your posts then. We were, you went to volunteer. I was like, is this the stylish Lola classic here? You were carrying this box of food on your head. And I was like, wow. That's, that's like humility to the core. And, yeah. you know, I, I also like, I'm, I'm an advocate for a lot of things, for um, gender-based violence and everything. And I want to ask, like, you know, not everybody wants to volunteer out there. They're like, what, what What? do I stand to gain? It's not paying me, so I'm not doing it. Like, what prompted you to be an humanitarian? Okay, so firstly, I don't think anything prompted me. Okay. I feel like that's been in my blood because my mom is actually a humanitarian. Like, I come from a family that of humanitarian. Even my dad, mm-hmm. he might not be doing the NGO stuff or be like, doing all those like going but one thing i know about my dad is that if you are hungry you come to my dad whatever i have in the house is going to share with you even though we might not really have like my dad is like a heavy giver mm. so that is like you helping you man it doesn't feel like um you'll be like in your like it pities mm. so when my mom she has an ngo and she really like help people and all that so i grew up in with this kind of people I grew up with this kind of, these are like positive, like in your parent, like every parent have their positive um, values and their good and their bad values actually because yeah. nobody's perfect. But this has, this is one person. So, um, being like growing up in that kind of household has really taught me a lot. So I picked that um, value from them and um, I feel like that is the way it's supposed to be help people look for the way you can impact the world because literally there's nothing in this world so why can't we just make the life like a better place for everyone and when you feel like you're even struggling when you listen to other people's struggles or you see other people's struggles like you just don't know what to do then just to assist like how can I be like an agent of change with the that I can do like I might not have the money to drop mm. now to support but I can support physically because volunteering is you supporting like with act of service like with yeah with your time you're not being paid for it and so I can do this to make sure something is like to get something done that reaches these people that needs it. Because if these people are supposed to pay to get this thing done, it might not get to them because mm. maybe they don't really even have the finances. So that's just it. And um, I'm happy and I, re- I feel so happy when I help others, like when I help people. I feel this inner peace. I'm really, really happy. And it's something that I really, really want to continue doing. Okay, so... You know, being a humanitarian, you talk about being a humanitarian, you talk about your business, mm. you talk about, okay, you're also a, a broadcaster, and I've listened to your podcast, you talk about different people's story. I even remember I was featured in your podcast one time, and I was <laughs> yeah. like so excited to be on your podcast and all. Um, how do you now, because I see your page, I see your content, I see how everything is going, like mm-hmm. there's there's this sense of professionalism in it when you are reaching out to people through your social media. I mean, not everybody can do that. Not everybody can refine um, um, communication uh, into their social media. So I think, how do you even do this? Like make your social media like a 
something that people just want to keep watching because when you talk, when you do this voice message, like, oh, she has a very wonderful voice. I'm like, is it because she's a presenter? I'm like, how do you do that? Okay, first of all, I want to say thank, thank the universe okay. for giving me this voice. And if you have something you've wanted, so I will say part of it is from my journalism background. Because mm-hmm. while growing up, I always wanted to be a journalist. So I used to like mimic presenters and all of that. And if you can see my phone, like, I talk very, very fast. It's the same thing because I'm always watching CNN and you know those broadcasters, and I were like, brum, 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 brum. so like, majorly they were like my role models. And, yeah, professionalism in it because I read journalism. So sometimes what you've learned, like, it cannot, like, go away from you, your system. Even though you feel like... Sometimes I forget I even went to the school of journalism. But <laughs> it's only part of me. So there's no how. It has to show in whatever I do. What you had, there's no how. That's why I say originality. To always show in whatever you do. You can't hide it. Yeah. Okay, as Lola Classic, how do you differentiate between friendship and business? Because, of course, you're going to have your friends coming to come and patronize you and all. So, how do you handle that kind of relationship? Okay, so, um, handling um, friendship and business. Mm. Okay, sometimes it can be like, oh, really hard. This person is my friend. So, let me just do the friendly, friendly thing and sell my market and stuff like that. But in my own head, I am not like that. Immediately, you just come and say, Lola, I want to buy this beaded bag. Immediately, I speak to you as a customer. Like, I've never known you. I give you that. That's one thing most of my friends like, like they like about me. I give you that, um, let's say, professionalism and customer treatment that you need. That, okay. Some of them must be saying, why are you talking like this now? I'm your friend. But no, right now... Like, you are my customer, and I need to speak to you to get to know this is this and this that you want. And when I put it at the back of my mind, it reminds me that, okay, you need to get this thing done and send it to your customer, not your friend. Because sometimes when you're saying it's your friend, you might be lazy to do My friend, eh, she will call it any day. She will do that, and it affects your business. So it's always important for you to know how to, like, differentiate that. And this question is really, really, like... An important question. Once your friend is asking about something they want to get from you or they want to purchase something from you, immediately you need to switch into your professional mode. mode. Yes, and when it is all done, that deal is all done, you can switch back to your friendship mode. Mm-hmm. You understand? Or maybe you put, maybe the deal is not yet done, all done. You've not, you have not delivered the order to them. Or, and maybe this time they're not even talking about the business. It's normal friendship stuff. You can continue talking to them. Switch back to the friendship. So you should know when to like switch and unswitch so that's just it okay so if you could go back to your 16 year old self and give your 16 year old self one piece of advice what would it be okay so if i could go back to my 16 years old self and give myself like a piece of advice i would have i would have said lola this bit making that you learned started now Yes, because I learned it when I was 16, wow. but I started when I was 20. Okay, so you say you learned it when you were 16. That was before you became a journal- journalist, right? Yeah, So now I went into the institution. Okay, now, so one thing I want to ask you is now, now, what is the importance, what is the need for a young person to have a skill? Because I want you to elaborate on that because it's like a skill that you learned yeah. younger. Oh, okay, so I'll say it's a beautiful thing. If you have, have like, a skill, it's a plus. Mm. 
um, I won't say going to school is bad, mm-hmm. and I will not say having a skill is bad. Like, if you have both, it's a win-win for you. But if you ask me right now what I would have loved more, I would have loved to really elaborate my skills because, like, I prefer the fact that I am... I, I'm, let me say I'm a creative person and I love the fact that I create, create. I'm not, I don't, I'm, I'm not, I'm not really built for the forwards of schools. Like when I'm in school, I just want to get out of school. Like I don't really enjoy myself in school. But with me making my, my craft and all that, I really do enjoy myself and I'm doing it because I enjoy it. That is why I'm consistent with it. That is why I love it. That's why I'm seeing a bigger picture with it. Mm-hmm. So, um, Every young one out there, make sure you grab a skill. A skill is very important. It's to save your ass from a lot of things. Look at 2020 when it was like the pandemic. That's why I started. Imagine I did not have a skill. Imagine I did not have a skill. What would I have done my entire life? <laughs> so like I said, that what I would have told my 16 years old self was start now. And when you have a skill, start building it immediately. There's no need for you to wait. Uh, okay, I want because then I was in my head. I was like, I want to be a mass communicator, Joe. I, mean, I need to go to school first. I didn't even really build on it. Mm. Even though I was good in it, like you grab, I didn't really build on it. And I feel pain, but nevertheless, we are still moving. Okay. So just like, like a thing I would have put myself back then. Okay, tell me about the most three influential people in your life now and how they have impacted you. Okay, so the three influential people in my life, I would say one. Are you? Can we talk about our immediate family? Yes, you can talk about three influential people that have impacted you personally and another three. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. So um, the three um, most influential people that have like impacted me personally is my sister. Okay. My sister is a very like she's a very 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 good person she's a big support system most of the things that i i get done sometimes when i'm having a blockhead and i speak to her she gives me like a way out of it like she's always finding solutions to my problem and i i she's just a real person i thank god i have someone like her in my life the next person is my mom my mom is a very consistent person so i feel like she's the one i've literally like looked up to when it comes to consistency because some things that she does if she's is that if if her head is at something she'll be pushing in that like she's really stubborn mm. she'll be pushing on that thing like pushing on it till she gets that thing done so that's the way my mom is so i that is one person i really do love and so and the last person um is my friend Eunice she is Okay, I call that name here. She's really like a big support system because I'm sorry, tell you that review. Um, Eunice, I hope you listen to this. <laughs> okay, she's a big support system because she she always listens. No, like we literally need one friend that actually listens. Mm. So she she's someone I can call anytime. But right now because she's sobbing, it's really hard to call her anytime because she's really in a very far place and then talk is really bad. So like she's this kind of friend that if I call, even though I don't get to call her, like I just give her a text anytime she sees it like are you good are you fine have you gotten it done now okay this is my own take on this and stuff like that and she doesn't impose anything on you she's willing to help you and see you through that thing so those are like the three personal supports like people like i really do admire and love is that a question like what was the, the three most, most influential, influential yeah they're the most <clears throat> that the three most influential people in my life while um <clears throat> sorry why the, the other people outside, because these are the three um, personnel. Personal. Yes. Why the other people outside in the like world in the that don't even know me but look up to? Number one is Mark Manson. I love Mark Manson a lot. I see his quotes. I see, um, I read his quotes and I see the way he, he's, 
he, he gives his perception about life, which mm-hmm. is really inspiring. Like he tells you, like in your weakness, he does not make you see your weakness as a weakness. It's, it's, it's like it's a strength for you to be like, it's normal to be weak, like be weak. Mm-hmm. It's normal to be sad. It's normal to cry. You know, the society makes it look as if it's a bad thing. Like mm-hmm. don't be weak. Don't cry. Don't you must be perfect. But you know, when I perfect pain, it's normal to be like that. So embrace the bad side of yourself mm. because it's even the bad side of yourself that makes you more unique. Yeah. So that's Mark Manson. I love him for that. That he's very self-aware and it, it makes people find yourself like to be self-aware about yourself mm. too. And another person is Jay Shetty. Ooh. I love <laughs> Jay Shetty a lot because oh, when he says a story about how he became a monk and before he became the kind of person that he is now, it's really beautiful. And he's married I, th- I feel like if I ever want to get married, I'll follow his part. <laughs> and the, his perception too about life, like these people are like life coaches and that gives you more insight in life and I really do love them mm. very much. And another person that I really do like, do I need to overthink it? Let me think about the, the, the last person that I really do like. Okay, so I would just say the last person is AK. Like, this people are literally writers, too. <laughs> I like um, Arcadis. I like her so much. Um, she's a writer. Yeah, I think I, I do follow yeah, her. And she yeah. literally expresses herself and life in general in her, in her writings. Because I, I crave depth. I like people that are very deep, you understand. And so, yes, I don't know if I can put a plus one again. And Another person that I really do love, maybe she doesn't know that I love her, is Sasha Sloan. So okay. <laughs> she's a musician and all our songs are all about self-awareness and you embracing the negative side of yourself too and um, knowing that you you want everything good. So yeah, those are the people I really do like look up to, yeah. So what's, what's like your favorite childhood memory? You know, we all have this favorite childhood fantasy that we wish we could relive again, but but... We we can't because we are we are no longer children. We are no longer you know nine, ten, five. So what's that memory that you you keep in your heart so dearly? My favorite childhood memory. Oh God, I need to like sing deep now because I feel like I've had like memories, and I don't know if I even really have beautiful memories because I know most of the beautiful memories I had was my sister. A couple of the time, my childhood like. I was, I'm the first born. I have to like work, 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 and I'd like the mother sometimes. Mm. So I don't know. I don't know. Did I really have like warm bum? Then is that I don't really. I just feel like I'm living my life. <laughs> so um, if I could relieve a childhood memory, it would be when, 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 when. Like I really. This is really like. It's like a deep question. Deep just don't question. To like, because I need to really think and try to remember, like, what would I like to relieve? What was that childhood memory that I would like to relieve? I think, oh, I can't even think. For me, to be like, you know, when we were younger, when our parents would take us back to this, um, or this amusement park when we were younger, like this, where you go have the merry-go-round, well, really like the awesome person. Yeah, or it so could be just really staying like... at home. And when there's like no electricity in the house and 
uh, you just talking with your mom, having this kind of conversation, uh, talking about spooky things, or your daddy telling you this story about ghosts, and it's like I think it, I think it would be <laughs> me going out with my dad to buy suya in the evening. <laughs> oh, that was so unexpected. Yeah, I think yes, because that's it's. I really used to look up to it because I like suya a lot, and my dad did inf- my dad influenced me with eating suya. So I feel like it would be one childhood memory I would like to live, and the second one is um because I really had him love memories my sister and and i would love to relieve some some beautiful memories we've had because even the sad one too because we've cried together we've laughed together we've done a lot of things together so there's some of those memories i don't want to start getting into into it but i feel like there's some memories that i've had with her that i would like to like relieve again but we're still making more memories which is really beautiful Mm. what are the books you'd like to recommend to the audience listening okay so um the books I would like to recommend, I feel like everyone should like read, is The Subtle Heart of Not Giving a Fuck by Mac Manson. Okay. And um, Think Like a Monk by Jay Shetty. So I feel like every audience should, like, yes, grab one of those books and read. Okay, so um, what's one question you wish I had asked you? And how would you have answered? One question is... Is why I'm, I can't be nonchalant. <laughs> okay. I can't be nonchalant about things sometimes. But you never asked me. Okay, so I have a nonchalant side. I'm not always this this serious, serious. Because this interview now is making you look as if I'm this. Ah, oh, this person's one serious. Like I can be very nonchalant too. Hmm. Yes. So that is one question I would love to ask. Okay, me. so um, why are you nonchalant? So you cannot take life too hard. <laughs> <laughs> that is the thing. You cannot take life to... Uh, all the things we are speaking are sprung, sprung, sprung. And sometimes I don't want to speak this. You understand? You can't take life to... I can be very nonchalant when the situation does not warrant my stress. You understand? Mm-hmm. Like, well, you don't want to do... You don't do it. Mm, that's your problem, you grab. Oh, you don't want to... Oh, okay, okay. So, I, I know when to be nonchalant and I know when not to be nonchalant because there's some situation where you have to, like, be serious and be upright and there's some situation where... Well, you can be nonchalant with it. So, um, because when you, nonchalance is just like, um, you're not really being too expectant. Like, if you're a nonchalant person, you're not really an expectant, like, expectant person. So, you just do things and be like, okay, that's it. Mm. When I'm saying nonchalant, not that you're gonna be doing, you're gonna break somebody's head, and you're not care that you break somebody's head. Oh, you end up. <laughs> what okay, what you're trying to say is that, okay, you can't take like too, too seriously. Yeah, you have to have play, have yeah. fun, yeah. So, um, if you were to write a book tomorrow, what would that book be about? Okay, if I'm going to write a book tomorrow, I'm going to write a book about people not being their, their like, authentic self. Mm. People trying to max their real self. So, me, I'm someone, like I said before, I think I said it, I said I am someone that crave depth. I'm deep. I love deep people. Mm. You understand? You know, sometimes you just try to max it and show the world that you're strong while you're breaking inside. So, what's that real feeling? You go back into your room and you cry, 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 cry. So what's that real feeling you are hiding? Why not embrace it? Mm. Because immediately you go out and start giving a smile, you're fake. That's just it. You're faking it. And it's so, true. Yeah, so I think I'm going to write a book about you releasing yourself. The world is not going to accept you, whether you smile a lot or not. You know, there's, there's, there's this thing I used to put they in my always head. Have, the world will always have something to, to say. say. They'll be like, why should you always smile yourself? 
or why she always crying herself. So why not you just be yourself? Mm. Yeah. There's something that I used to say anytime people are like, uh, I can't break, I can't do this, I can't do that. I, I used to say something like, nobody's going to give you a, an award for being the strongest person ever. Yeah. Nobody's going to give you an award for not crying. Okay. Nobody's going to give you an award for anything. So you just have to just be you. That's why when I see those kind of quotes that like, I can't break, I can't do this. I don't, I don't even like them. Because you're trying to fool people. <laughs> it's, I know you're trying to motivate people to be stronger. Yeah, yikes. But you're trying to kind of remove them from yeah, their like totally reality. Yes, from their reality. Because in life, there's always the good and bad. That the days you are fighting for your life and the days that you're very happy. That the days that you just want to scream and tell that person, like, damn you. And just some, and, and just some days you don't want to talk. So why telling me to talk on the days I don't want to talk. I don't feel like it. So I force myself. So that's the way those kind of motivation, when I see them, it's like, you understand? So tell me the truth. Life has ups and downs. Don't just tell me that I can never break. I can never cry. I'm a strong person. You're strong, but you can be weak too. And it's not a bad thing to be weak. So it's like, you are you are okay with the good and you're okay with the yeah, bad. Yeah, with the bad, yeah. And I'm, I'm like an advocate for like mental health yeah. for teenagers and youth. So how do you stay sane? I would say stay sane because the world is crazy out there. So how do you keep your mental health safe? I know some people are some people are just being nasty and hiding under the old mental health, mental health, and protecting my mental health. But how do you protect your mental yeah. health? Even running a business can be very strenuous and yeah. affect your mental health. So how do you deal with all those things? Some people say I'm protecting my mental <laughs> my mental health and they're not <laughs> that's why I'm saying fake maxing like so people say they are protecting their mental they're not protecting anything they're not even thinking about their mental they don't even know what they are doing when you're protecting your mental health okay fine are you doing something to like really understand yourself and how you think and why this thing happens with you you just say the word I am protecting my mental health do you even know anything about your mental health do you know the do's and don'ts of yourself? Like things you're not supposed to do, things you're not supposed to embrace. You don't know about it. So I feel like people need to like get in touch with their lives. You understand? Understand yourselves. You grab. Running a business is not easy. I can remember, let me just give you like a little a little gist. Yeah, we like story yeah, time. Yeah. So um last year, October, so I was gonna run like a sale. I run a sale, like October first sale, that's the Nigerian sale, and I I posted it online. I dropped my prices because it's a sale. You know, sell you drop prices so that people can like purchase. Mm-hmm. Which I did, and sales help people that have always wanted to purchase. Maybe they don't really have the money. Like maybe your pricing and stuff like that. So I did that. And do you know that one single aunt did not buy? Really? Yeah. Wow. Did you not buy? So how did you handle that situation? The thing is that. I like I said before, I like I I was pained. I was hot. I was like, are people not really even saying what I do? Or people don't even like my pieces and stuff like that. I was really hot. Like I broke down and I allowed myself to break down. Like I just turned off my phone, deleted my WhatsApp, did not post for two days, I went off. And I was down like emotionally. Even my mom and my sisters, like they noticed it and they kept on telling kept on telling me this. Like I cried. Like I cried because there's no how because you love something that you do. There's no how you will not cry. <laughs> I cried, but I never had anything in the back of my mind that I wanted to give up. Never. Because I know that I have like a vision. So like I cried, I just turned up. There's some days that you have to do that for yourself. So and after that I gave myself that break and I came back. Like I came back strong. I came back boom. Like boom. Mm. And I did not care. Like if you like may I do sales <laughs> put in my pigeon, no buy. If you like buy, but I don't buy. I could say post my thing, you understand? Because I know my customer is out there. I know I'm going to reach and 
large audience one day. So what I did was to re-strategize and do things, speak to my sister, speak to my friend on things that I could do and channel to like go meet my target audience. Maybe I'm not just meeting them. What are the things that like, I'm really doing wrong and stuff like that? So I really had to train myself on that and it really helped me. Like December, I had massive sales. November too, I had massive sales. You understand? And because I implement these new things. I feel like it's those, yes, like when you embrace your weakness, it, it opens up, when you don't fight it, yeah. it opens up more avenue to know the next thing to do. Mm. It opens more creativity, more thinking, critical thinking, because mm. you'll be like, okay, so what am I doing wrong? What do I need to do? And what do I don't need to do? You grab. So that's just it. I was even saying, ah, God, oh, I, not knowing December. You see, even until now, people still like, comments and talk about how I work, my creativity and stuff like that. And I and I'm not feeling like yes, I'm being seen. Me that was kind of I I wasn't saying it was because I didn't really make it like sales that time. But now I feel so seen and I don't care. Like if you buy you don't buy I'll continue to put my work out there. So mm-hmm. someone that says it like that and appreciates it gets it. It's so far so good. The interview has been so so um, enlightening. Yeah. So there's one question I ask everyone that comes on the show. Yeah. Because I just want to know, it's just out of curiosity. So, how would your parent describe what you do? My parent, mm. like you know now, my parent would see me. I'm like, if someone asks them, like, what do your daughter do? They'll be like, oh, she's a podcaster. She does this. She does that. She. She she used to do this, she used to write, she used to do she's software, she's this you get. So how would your parents when people ask her, what does your daughter do? How would your parents describe that to people? Okay, so I'll start with my mom. <laughs> like I said, my mom my, my mommy is a very consistent person and my mommy is like a very big, big supportive part of my life. So mm-hmm. my craft so was my mom that made me like go learn that and stuff like that. So I'll say the way my mom described me, it's with a lot of pride. Like, when I hear my mom describing me, so people like, ah, no. I, even me, I'm not even, I don't even know that. Like, is that me? <laughs> you understand? I'm like, my daughter is a broker journalist. She finished from the Nigeria Institute of Journalism. She did that journalist, Sha. She's an actress. She went to Ebony Life Creative Academy. She hacked. And she also sells nice, beautiful beads. You can go and check her out. Like, my mom is like my, ah, like my radio station or advertisement. My mom can advertise me. <laughs> She was like, go and check out her beautiful PC, a lot of classic craft. So the way my mom do that, damn, it's so beautiful. And I and I hear of like I'm proud of this person in her tone because I don't feel like you can actually project somebody that you're not proud of mm-hmm. to anybody. Yes. And as for my dad, I already I already know, but I know that yeah, my dad used to used to do some boosting sometimes. <laughs> like I feel like every parents that like actually see the work that their that children put into something. Mm-hmm. There's no how they're going to push you that this is what they do and this is what they do. As long as it's legit, as long as it's, it's just something that you, they know that, yes, this child is really trying. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they really push you. Hmm. So, um, I would say you guys should just go out and check her out, buy a product. Because me, I'm, I'm currently <laughs> even wearing a product. One of our merch, Black K, was gotten from... Um, Lola Classic Crab because I asked, I was like, I want a merch. That was the first match ever. Like, I want something for Black K. I want, you know, that portrays Black K when I wear it. And then she just did this purple gemstone bracelet and, you know, customized it Black K. And then till today, it's been like a long time since I purchased that. I can't stop wearing it. I wear it everywhere I go. And at PCs, I wear it every single time. Uh-huh. The neck piece, I... 
So you should really, you should really check her out. So before I say that, let me ask, um, let me ask Lala Classic where you guys can find her online. So okay, so you can find me in almost every social media platform. So like on Instagram at Lola Classic Craft, like Lola Classic underscore Craft, on TikTok at Lola Classic underscore Craft, on Snapchat at Lola Classic Craft, on Twitter at Lola Classic Craft, on Facebook Lola Classic Craft. That's my Facebook page. So just put Lola Classic Craft on any of those platform, even on YouTube. Like you get to see Lola Classic Craft, yeah. Mm. And you can always order your things from me. How can they re- reference to your works, you know, apart from your business, like your podcast, your films, your movie, where they can, where can they, you know, go watch it from? Okay, so my podcast, you can listen to it on, on Spotify, on Anchor FM, or on Apple Podcasts. You can listen to my podcast there, and it is named um, Classic Talks. So you just click Classic Talks on any of those platforms, Spotify, Apple um, Apple Podcast or Anchor FM, you get to see the episodes there. And um, what else did you ask? Your films. My films, okay. Um, so if you've gone on YouTube, just I've been featured in The Funeral. It's a movie, The Funeral by Everyday Life Creative Academy. Just put The Funeral on YouTube. You get to see the movie. Um, I acted as Leela <laughs> in The Funeral. And um, I am sorry too. When you put I Am Sorry on YouTube by Bob Studios. So I was literally the lead character there. I acted as Kimberly. So um, I watched some movies I know, like, I've been in mm-hmm. that I know yet like released yet. Yeah, so I think those are the two ones that you can actually see now to view. Okay, so you guys heard it from Lola Classic Crowd that... Okay, from Lola Classic. You know, sometimes I just say I just call her by her brand name because that is what she portrays every single day. I'm like, Lola Classic. Mm-hmm. Lola Classic, she has said it all. You've heard from her. Is there anything you want to, you know, say to people listening? Okay, what I want to say to people listening is thank you for listening. And I now have sense. Oh, come on. <laughs> I won't say I'm, I have all the sense. I don't have any sense. Everything I've ever said, like I've said on this podcast, is, is actually from my personal experience. I'll not come, I'm telling you that, ah, you should do this thing this way when I'm, I've never done it, though. I don't even know how it's like. So it's from my personal experience that I shared with you. And I, and I hope that as you listen, you've picked one or two things that could literally help you in life because that's what I stand for, impacting people's lives. So in all that you do, just make sure you are authentic in all that you do and it's what you really want to do. Don't worry. I know life might seem hard, but <laughs> we'll go through it and make a beautiful life out of it too. Okay, so thank you, Lola Classy, for being on this podcast. Thank you. I really appreciate you honoring our invitation yes, to be here. Give me a Pepsi. Oh, sure thing. <laughs> <laughs> After making you talk this long, refreshment is the least of it. Like, yeah. thank you for coming. Thank you for sharing your thank insight. Thank you for having me. Yeah. I'm excited. Because, you know, every time I think about Blackie, Blackie has been going on for like, I think this is the third time you're coming on the show. Yeah. Blackie has been. Today, this year will make it three years. I'm like, always excited so to be here because I get to like share my views. Mm-hmm. I'm always asked these questions every day. Yeah. So yes, when I see podcasts that have sense, I come and talk small of my sense. <laughs> small of my sense, like I told you before, I don't have sense. <laughs> so it's like Blackie is about you guys listening. Blackie is about you on the other side, yeah. 
listening. It's no longer about me. I want to put myself behind and put other people, you know, up front. So, you know, that I'm just not, it's not about me. It's about us. It's about the community that we are trying to build. Yes. So, thank you, Lala Classic. Thank you, Blackie. Yeah, so, guys, please don't forget to go and buy a lot of beautiful pieces. As I am recording now, I am even wearing a lot of her pieces. I'm even wearing one of her rings. It's so beautiful. Thank you for always I mean, patronizing. Yeah, so we rep the brand. So it should be our, it will be our brand ambassador. Oh, really you guys yeah, should look forward to that yeah, look yeah. forward to that okay mm. so um with that being said i know i said i love it that being said we'll wrap up today's episode see you in the next bye, bye.